0: Courtset Indiana Podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at BoxOutSports.com. Courtset Indiana Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 63 of Courts at Indiana Podcast, otherwise known as the uh, our state finals preview. Got Zach Tyler on board with us, as usual, and Nick Baumgart, who is up actually out of southern indiana he's in northern indiana right now he's what between a hotel and a, and a basketball practice right now
1: yeah i'm in the parking lot uh sure great it's a great feed o'clock. yeah i mean you know they said i said you know you you couldn't like just let me hang out here till seven and she's like well if you want to buy another room and i didn't so here i am
0: all right well scraping their eye scraping their wi-fi that's
2: good <laughs> yeah it's I, think good, scra- really good. I think scraping is the official term for that by the way that's it's fine, fine but it's
1: not even it's not even bad
2: and he got some snow today too to go on top of that so that's oh. good it's cold up here zach i know what's the weather
0: in southern indiana this is the time of year where, or this is the end of february is the time of year through this period where it's like the southern indiana's 10 degrees warmer than central and then Northern Indiana is cooler. That you know that make it was sense. Seventy
1: three the other day, but I think right. I heard I was just looking at social media, and I think it's back. You know, being uh, is it? Uh, well, I don't know what the term is. You gotta you gotta really watch your terms anymore, right? You kind of like, yeah. but <laughs> I think it's you know just colder than a witch's. Never mind. Right. No, I was gonna say it was being uh um. Um, I can't think of the word. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> if you th- if you think of it later, let us know. Uh, we've yeah, got yeah, one. Fresh got to me, man. That's
0: all right. We've got four games coming up Saturday. I was glad that I didn't wake up last Saturday and drive down the banker's life thinking I was going to watch those games. But ten o'clock, we got the one A game, Couts versus Bar Reeve. Two um, A starts at one thirty. Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian Park Heritage. 3A game is Leo versus Silver Creek and the 4A game is Carmel versus Lawrence North. I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you already knew all that. Uh, th- this year's a little different before we preview like the individual games, I guess we've got some general thoughts we've been tossing around. Th- this year's a little different schedule-wise because they don't they didn't group two games together then take a break. There is a uniform break in between each game. I assume that's just to get people out because it's only your ticket only gets you one game at a time. Zach, have if, if you guys, either one of you guys, been to the state finals lately? Do you guys ever make it? Uh,
2: last last time I was there, uh, I think, it was Nick Moore's senior year at Warsaw.
0: Okay, so that's what? Oh, it's 11. Okay. Yeah, that's 11, right. Yeah. Nick?
1: No, I was like maybe Bossy when Bossy got beat by Culver.
0: So that's not too long ago. That's not too – I guess the uh, it's not a big issue. It's just interesting because normally we go down and sometimes it's sometimes it's planned, sometimes it's impromptu. Where there's a, you know a few of us will meet up in between sessions, two games, then then a, like a four hour break, and then and then two more games, and then we go home. And I don't know. I'd be curious to see how this goes and if they decide to stick with it or if they um, if they uh, you know want to go back to the way they used to have it. it it's not a big issue. I just. I actually didn't even notice it till what till earlier in the week that there were just evenly stacked games as far as the time goes. So there's going to be some dead time there where there's not enough time to do anything else and and uh, enough time, I guess, to just maybe be bored and get a little work done. So
1: happy hour. It'll be like happy (laughs) hours. Yeah. If you do it right.
0: Well, there, there's more stuff now open around there, so I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I'll be curious to see how that actually times out. But it, it's not – that 10 o'clock games in, ends like 11, 15, 11, 30. Yeah, I guess maybe there's some time. It's a long day, dude. It, it's a long day. Yeah, a long day no matter what. But that break in the middle is nice, especially because we've got some – those of us that spend enough time down in that area away from – you know, without going to sports, we know some kind of – smaller places that don't draw a lot of traffic so we can kind of go there and relax and and even if we need to do some stuff uh like work-wise writing-wise we it's quiet enough to do that so uh well let's let's start with the 1a game well first of all nick go with your uh go with your record the thing you tweeted earlier today how similar the record were and and how good these teams are
1: like, usually you have some kind of Cinderella. I mean, you know what I mean? Like somebody right. somebody pulls off the upset or somebody had a bad record and because somebody was out or something like that. I mean, something messes it all up. But these teams are are really good. I mean, uh, I count 6-10, uh, 18, 22 losses combined between the eight teams. 22 losses. Yep. Um, that's incredible. It'd probably be worth digging and trying to find out if that's a record. I mean, I don't know what that's going to get you, but. Um, well,
0: that may be something to talk about Sunday, as we as we wrap it up and and move into the off season. But.
1: Well, so not- so in one A you have Couts, twenty nine and two, right? Bar Barreve, twenty eight and two. Um, okay, so that's that's not bad. Fort Wayne Blackhawk in two A, taking on Park Heritage. Both teams are twenty-seven and three. That's incredible. Not to be outdone, Leo and Silver Creek, both twenty-four and four in three A. Uh, and then Carmel and Lawrence North. It's this is the the one that just messes it all up. Carmel this is the outlier. Twenty, yeah, the outlier. Twenty-five and two against Lawrence North, who's twenty-eight and two. A lot more wins, Jim. Yeah, it doesn't mean much, but those, those anyway, two losses kind of are the impressive
0: column for both teams but
1: just an interesting uh, little factoid <laughs> no <laughs> I, I li- like and I one. liked your
0: tweet yeah I, th- I thought that was a good tweet earlier a good pickup on your part to notice how similar the records were but but yeah and normally we do have one team that kind of sneaks in with a well I mean the one year Carmel I think the one year Carmel had for a while Carmel had the the 1977 state championship team had the most losses of any state champion for, for a long time. I don't know how long they held that record and what, what that team was, was a bunch of, uh, a couple of really good basketball players wrapped around a a bunch of football players that, you know, back then there just were a lot more multi-sport athletes at Carmel that, that played basketball. And those guys didn't really get going. I think they had five of their seven losses by the first week of January and then just lost two games You know the rest of the way out, including obviously a undefeated March. But, um, yeah, there have been there have been some years where teams have snuck through, but they you know there are also teams that play really difficult schedules, and and you'll you'll get that more at three A and four A. Usually, if a team with a with a rough record gets through in one A or two, they they usually don't win it. I'm sure we'll find an exception, and someone will will tell us about it. But, uh, Couch Bar Reeve. Uh, start there. They're, they've got one common opponent. I don't know that we're going to be able to document all that accurately, but they do have one common opponent. Bloomington South, Coutts lost to them at the Wabash Valley or the Pizza Hut Classic, whatever they call that now. The first some first federal classic. They lost 50-41. to 41. I know it was a tighter game than, than a nine-point deficit. And then Bloomington South lost to Bar-Reeve, 41-36. So Bar-Reeve beat South Couch lost to South. Any any takeaways from that?
1: I don't think what Troy we... Taylor played in that in that Barreve game. Did he? Did he play in the Pizza Hut? Did he play in the games at Terre Haute? Yeah, he did because he hit. I he remember did. him hitting a game winner. Uh, okay. game winning shot in one of them against uh, or a game tying uh, shot. Sullivan, no, I think the winner. all right.
0: Oh, I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm not looking at the Bloomington South thing. Yeah, no, never mind. Um,
1: that's kind of big.
0: Yeah, that's that is a big piece. So, so not much to take away there. And we're going to obviously when we get to Carmel Lawrence North, they they play all kind of common opponents, and there's not going to be a whole lot to take away from that. So, any uh, any thought, any prevailing thoughts on what this game is going to look like? I mean, I'm going right to brand. I'm going right to Kurt Hope and what kind of a matchup they're going to be. N- or Zach, you've seen Couts play, right?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, they're going to want to speed it up, obviously, and get things up and down the court more possessions for them. They like to score the basketball. Uh, I haven't seen Bar Reeves, so I don't know how they handle that kind of thing. If if they're up for that kind of game, I know their their length will probably give Couts some trouble. And like you're saying, Hope I think will be a, a big difference maker in this game too, just because Couts doesn't have that kind of size.
0: Yeah, that'll be the that'll be the one thing they have to. They have to get over with, get over with how they're going to handle. And again, those who have not seen those who haven't seen uh, Bar Reeve, hope is skilled. I mean, he is. He probably will play center at the college level, but he'll also be a guy who can space the floor, and and a guy that can absolutely uh, put it get a straight line drive to the uh, to the basket. Uh, especially, you know, if you've got to close out tight on him. But I, I think if they speed it up a little bit, what do you think, Nick? You think that'll open some – maybe some opportunities up for, for Bryson Graver, who doesn't score a ton, but when he can get going, when he can get, you know, in space, he definitely can finish. And and, and if he scores, then I think that's, that's going to make them awfully hard to beat.
1: I don't think they're going to be scared to nope. run. I mean, I think that's nope. – they'll be – They'll be happy. Uh, Bryson certainly will. Mm-hmm. Kurt likes to run. Hagan Nepp is is really good in space. Uh, he's going to be a. It'll be an interesting matchup because it just just because the attention is going to be everywhere else. And we've we and we've, we've, and we've talked about the
0: in. and we've talked about the other graver, um, Devin, and then the the, the Kidwell kid who doesn't start for him, at least normally, or at least he didn't against Carmel, who also can – who's both those guys can just space out, you know, space the defense out and sit in the corner and let those Every other things – Every game I've dudes...
1: seen this year from bar Kidwell has hit, like, a big shot. Right. Like, that corner that corner three, you just yep. loves
0: it. You know, and they you talked about it a couple, couple podcasts ago where they can play – sometimes they can get in games where they're just playing three-on-three. And they figured Nap and Hope and and uh, Graber the uh, Bryce and Graber are, are going to beat the other teams three, and because they'll have those two shooters in the corner and make it really really impossible for the for you to leave them. So, I mean, Carmel had a fit trying to guard that that corner stuff, and, and again that game got turned just because of extended pressure and Bar struggling with length. I don't think Zach they. Um, Couts doesn't have that. Do they even have close to that kind of length? How are the other twins? I know the Wireman twins are both about six feet six one. The other, the other kids, how big are they?
2: Yeah, that's a little generous. Six feet, maybe five eleven. The Uh, others are six four ish, Uh, decent, decent for a one a obviously. But one of them is a little more skilled than the other. Same with the Wiremans. Uh, In the in the end, I'm not sure the Couts depth. Will be there, and, and I, but I don't know. I guess how much Bar-Reeve has depth-wise. Uh, I just know they're they're long everywhere. And anytime I want to
0: think that Bar-Reeve will just roll over somebody, I look at that North Davies score and think, man, if you've got four kids who are really skilled, at any given time, you you probably you've got a shooter's chance of hanging around with them too. So
1: basketball is a game of matchups, man. Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Bar Reeve's tournament scores. They've only been challenged in one game, the whole way, and that includes Tinley. And we thought Tinley. We, we all picked Bar Reeve, right? We all picked Bar Reeve, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But we all thought Tinley's quickness, you know, at least might what keep the minute. We, I mean, I certainly didn't think they'd get outscored thirty-four to three during one stretch there in the second half. But
1: oh, that was crazy. Um, forty nine to eight for the half. That, was that the
0: second half? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't see the third quarter run, but <laughs> I saw the first part of the fourth quarter and thought, well, this game might be over. So,
2: I mean, you you look at Calts who they've played; they haven't played an incredibly hard schedule. The team that gave them trouble during the regular season was Gary Twenty First. There was a one point game, so length and air for them. Obviously, we know about Gary Twenty First and their dudes. Yep, uh, Lowell was another close one. Which was I but mean, But they beat Lowell. They but they beat Lowell, right. That's a that's great the, man, that's a
0: great win for them.
2: Yeah. I mean Lowell's Lowell, I mean, Lowell's okay. Yeah. I mean Mantis. No, but that's it.
0: a four A school with a, a kid we all think could be an Indiana All-Star who was probably a little under recruited.
2: And, so, I mean, and that's a good win. can you name me anybody else on that team or
0: no. <laughs> I probably could have last year. <laughs>
2: See, so for a four A school, I feel like Lowell's not all they're cracked up to be. I mean, we love Mantis and what he's done, but he has gotten very little help this year, unfortunately. And then they it's beat weird. they beat Linton. The yeah. one
1: kid, uh, oh man, he had like thirty three the first game out. I thought, wow, uh, Polish name. I I'm yeah, slipping my. I think he's a football player. Yeah, you're right. He is.
0: I think everybody at lowell except for mantis is a football player <laughs> seems so. like i know i'm embellishing that but it yeah they have such a good football program out there they they need a mantis view. yeah that uh well i don't know he's can you imagine that six seven six eight frame getting undercut no i just see him in the end
1: zone a lot <laughs> catching touchdowns yeah. yeah he ain't built like lebron baby <laughs> we're not gonna we're not running plays like he's lebron either jim
0: yeah um you know. Well, I mean we both we all think Bar Reeves winning this game.
1: Yeah, I haven't even thought. I haven't even put my brain to it.
0: <laughs> so we're just Bar Reeve. All right. I mean that's fair. I I'm looking forward to seeing the Wiremen. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys play. There's like there's been a couple times not this year, but in previous years where um, I wanted to I wanted to go up and watch them play, but the weather took it out or the weather took me out one or the other, which does, that doesn't happen a whole lot, but there've been a couple of instances where that's happened. And it seems like it's just, and a lot of that's just because the distance too. So
1: Jim, yes, yeah, uh, sir. A knock. And I just want to say, it's not a knock. I'm not trying to be some kind of, you know, funny man to cows. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, because I said the same thing to my good friend who is the Ligoti head coach. I said, sorry. Sorry, Coach Haywood. This is not your year. I mean, this is <laughs> the best one A team. I don't know. Somebody, somebody told me that not long ago. They thought it was the best one A team ever. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's well, black. People Hawk, are talking it, like that.
0: Is Blackhawk two yeah. A because of success
1: or because of? I think
2: success. Because, I thought success. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I I would, you know, still put that Bar-Reef team up against Blackhawk. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not – on to be in that conversation, you have to be pretty good. And so it's just not – sorry, Couts, it's just bad luck. Like,
2: right, I right. I would yeah. agree. Couts has been tough for a couple of years now with all those dudes, but but they're running into a tougher Bar-Reef team, I agree. Always yeah.
1: a bigger fish, man.
2: Two-way game, we've got Park Heritage – Versus Fort
0: Wayne Blackhawk, I think we're going to kind of come around and be the same thing. I think Caleb first, obviously, is the elephant in the room. That does Park Heritage have an answer for them? I have any of us seen Park Heritage other than streamed yeah, a little him. bit? You, did you watch them the full game or just parts?
1: Yeah, I saw him play Southridge. And, you know the um, okay. And I apologize, Jim. You know, I'm in. I am in the parking lot here. The hotel. No, you're I, good. I don't have my uh, Park Heritage roster up, but they got a big kid in the in the middle, Davis. Yeah. Is that right, Davis? Yeah. I mean he's he's a nice little he's a nice little player, like really skilled. He's undersized, you know, but he's but he's he's thick. And so, you know, I don't expect Caleb First to have any problems, but it's not like he's just gonna be in there just you know, running amok.
0: Connor Davis.
1: Mm -hmm. He'll be checked by Connor Davis.
0: Connor Davis, 14 and a half points, eight rebounds a game. Two steals a game. Oh, he's, he's playing getting really he's, hard. Yeah. He's getting around.
2: Getting in there poking the ball around, yeah.
0: I know. Well, and their big their big gun is is obviously the sophomore guard Christian Johnson and and just a he, he's a strong kid for any grade, let alone a sophomore point guard. And and he um I, I assume he plays point for them. He definitely plays point in the summer but him and
1: he does he handles the ball
0: yeah him and the ferguson riley ferguson are their their primary offensive weapons on the perimeter um both those guys let's see ferguson shoots well he shoots 31 percent from three but he's taken 168 threes while christian sh- shoots 37 percent at 127 threes this year so those That's are both high work. those are both high volume guards
1: it's a lot of misses that's not going to work. You can't miss uh, on, on Blackhawk, you miss, and, and Caleb first mm-hmm. is going to have 25 rebounds, and Blackhawk's yeah. going to hit 100 points. <laughs> that's definitely going to turn into some running for them.
0: So then that leads us to as much tension as you have to play to first. We're, we're back into the what the Zane Burke part of the discussion. We talk about Blackhawk because he's so good yep. without the basketball, and Caleb is such a good passer. Uh, certainly at this level, he's he's a good passer. Uh, he's patient with the ball and and willing. He's always looking when he gets that double team to find somebody. And Burke has been phenomenal in those situations. I, I think it's the team that's tried to guard him straight up that have the teams that have tried to guard him straight up that have had the most success. It's hard to say anybody's had a ton of success when you've only lost three games. But I mean, look, you know, you look at who their three losses are: Homestead, Cathedral, and and an Elevation Prep. Yeah. They have pretty much handled everybody else that's come their way. Park Heritage, three losses are Linton, um, who they um, – oh, no, that's right, Linton got beat. They Linton, Castle, a really good team, and a 4A Lafayette Jeff team that, you know, they took down Very to the wire, ball. so.
1: Mm-hmm. All good losses, all those, you yeah.
0: know. So, I mean, we're – I guess we're all going Blackhawk then.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I just – yeah,
2: them being there before – Zaynberg, like you said, Marcus Davidson's good. He'll knock down shots. Sefton's good off the bench. Boyer's good.
0: The, the younger brother, the the there's the because um, Sefton's dad used to be the head coach. His kid's pretty good. And then first little brother is a nice player. Both those kids are about six four. And we'll we'll probably do you'll probably hear about them the next two years. Both those kids. Yep. So they may not be what, what this group is, but they still may be good enough at the two A level to squeak to squeak through and and make some noise in, in March. So all right, so no no uh, disagreement there, but we're all going with Blackhawk. Uh, the three A game. See, Zach, I promise you this will be a short podcast.
2: Yeah, we're moving right along. We got Although we are already there.
0: longer than we were last week, so or Sundays pod <laughs> Silver Creek and Leo, both twenty four and four. Uh, Leo's losses are to uh, Woodland and Fort Wayne Blackhawk. There we go. A a 32-point thumping to Fort Wayne Blackhawk. I was surprised at that outcome. And they lost three of their last four games, Leo did, heading into the tournament. And then they lost to Dwinger and then Fort Wayne North. So all of their losses – no, Blackhawk was a smaller school, but that's still pretty – Pretty understandable loss maybe not the uh, maybe not the point spread but um, the um, and then who's Silver Creek's losses to their losses are to North Harrison without Kaufman Blackhawk Fort Wayne Blackhawk without so they've got a common opponent there Fort Wayne Blackhawk without Kaufman New Albany was what Kaufman's first game back first or second game back lost to them and then lost to Bloomington south which that surprised me um again because that, I thought by then Kaufman would be would be up and ready to go but um, any uh what do you, what are your thoughts have you seen well you talk a little bit about Leo Zach
2: yeah so they have uh, <clears throat> three three pretty solid players uh they've got DJ Allen who's getting a lot of attention football-wise now, D1 football-wise. Uh, then they have Blake Davidson, who's going to Indiana Tech. He's their point guard. Plays really hard. Pretty underrated, I feel like, too. Uh, and then they have Zach Troyer, who is a good good 3-4 for them. Good size. Uh, Ruble. They have Aiden yep. Rubel, who can shoot it also. So when he's catching fire, he they're pretty good and firing in all cylinders.
0: Yeah, I thought that Obviously, I, mean, I loved Davison when I saw him play their, yeah. their game at uh, against Shenandoah at Grace. I thought that's a kid that's – you know, again, we go back to the discussion where I think the state of Indiana only has two Division II schools. So sometimes I think they don't do a good enough job of recruiting the state of Indiana. But a lot of it, too, is sometimes these kids, if they're not going – you know, all these guys have dreams growing up as to where they want to play. And if they're not getting that, then they just don't want to go that far from home. Yeah. And that's where the, the quality, I don't know if it's what came first, that the talent wanting to stay close to home, making the NAI schools in Indiana so good, or is it just the NAI schools have been good long enough that they're, they're just attracting talent? I mean, off the record or off the path a little bit here, St. Francis just picked up Nalon Thompson as a, as a recruit. And that's an absolute steal. That's a guy with division one interest. Um, and he just decides, you know what? I I assume part of it was, he didn't want to be that far from home. Um, I mean, that's just a big pickup for St. Francis and, and Davidson's along those. He's not as athletic. He's not as big, it's a different position than Thompson, but I thought Blake was a kid that was a little bit under recruited and, um, you know, obviously the NAI schools that were, were aggressive with him, it, it's, it's paid off, and Indiana Tech got him. So yep. he'd been committed to them for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was he, he, first he
2: committed, committed pretty early, yeah.
0: I mean, there would be days, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how long either one of you, I mean, I know how old you guys are, but, I mean, there would be times where you would never commit to an NAI school except you would never commit before your senior year to an mm-hmm. NAI school. And that's just turned around, I would say, in the last decade for sure. And um,
1: Or know, D2 it, it, for that matter. I mean, I remember, I remember yeah. when Ryan Dillman committed to USI as like a freshman, I thought like,
2: hmm.
1: no, no, it was Chris Brunson.
0: I remember that. that I,
1: I was that. a junior I, in high school. I was like looking at the kid, kid going like, what are you doing? <laughs>
2: <sighs> yeah, that was. Um, Did he end up there?
1: Oh, like all-time leading scorer, maybe or something. Okay. Like yeah, he did. He did well for himself. Him yeah. and his brother.
0: Silver Creek. We talk. Of, well, we talk about both teams a decent amount, but Silver Creek, we talk a lot about because you've got Kaufman and Cooper Jacoby and and Brandon Northern and or yeah, Brandon Northern and and um, and then they've got they've got a couple of kids that hit shots. The who was it? The Shane kid that. Trying to get my rosters out now as my phone closes. Um,
2: we get a good matchup between Northern and Davidson, then.
0: It will, yeah. No, it, it, I mean Northern's going to have his. They both are going to have their hands full.
1: Northern's going to have his hands full.
0: But it's 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 Isaac Hinton is the kid that hit the big shots against Garen Catholic to to kind of get them going. Because at that point, if you got to start, if you can't help off of him as freely. That gave Kaufman and Jacoby the pat, you know, the the, the more space they needed to make plays, and and Garin just didn't have an answer for it. Now Leo will have a little bit of an answer for it because DJ Allen, as you noted, Zach is a is a really good athlete, six seven, six eight kid. He's long. He's probably what a defensive end or mm-hmm. do, we, do we know what he is in football? Yeah. Is that what he is? Yeah, he's a D end. I think on the basketball court i've loved him defensively i've i've thought his off- his defense was ahead of his offense and i i think his offense is obviously coming yeah. around just as a rim run guy or a secondary you know secondary action guy but defensively he had a tremendous summer and and you know i don't know that i think leo's got enough weapons i'm, I'm probably still going with silver creek but i think of the, of these games so far this one's the most of the first three games, this one's the most intriguing.
2: Yeah, I mean Leo bat- had to battle back in their game. They were losing the whole game to St. Joe last week, or two weekends ago. I'm sorry, and they they had to get back in that game. Uh, sticking with the record talk we were about earlier, if St. Joe would have been in this game, they were they would have been twenty two and four. So we're still staying pretty
1: similar with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, I, I talked to Northridge and Northridge. No, I'm sorry, Northwood. Northwood, yeah. They think they should be in it.
0: Well, yeah, they got they feel like they got job. We got two of their kids that play in our A you know, our AAU program. Right, right. And I've got and I've talked to Wolf a little bit. They're both they're all a little frosty about how that, that went down and I don't
2: you know. know I think sure. I'm not sure well, I'm St Joe.
0: Who know? I'll tell you what, I'm gonna Cade Brenner pretty darn good, man. He is killing it so far in our practices. We two teams practice together, and he has been impressive. Um, He's he's a really good ball player, and that's a kid I went up and watched last year as a freshman. The week they were preparing for regionals, of course, those games didn't happen. But he, I liked him last year, and he's really exceeded my expectations. Um, I mean, I would say it's you know. Probably would pick maybe St. Joe over Northwood if you were you know if you had to do you know in that exercise, but um, Northwood's yeah, like my, they, they feel like they got jobbed.
1: They're my sleeper next year in three A coming out of the north.
2: Yeah, they're going to be not really sure dead. they're a sleeper.
1: They're good. They got almost everybody back.
2: That's <laughs> well, a couple oh. seniors is all that play. Yeah, they're really going to be really tough next year. And then uh, Wolf's kids going to play a little more probably.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, back to this game. I, I, I guess I'm taking Silver Creek. I, I think at the end of it, I tend to be. Uh, I don't tend to bet against Cooper Jacoby too much, just how big his motor is, and and you know, Ka- the Kaufman is is who he is. I mean, he's he'll be the best player on the floor, or at least the most talented player on the floor. And then I think as you you put a lot of resources toward them, Northern gets going in the second half, and. You know that's just that's just tough for any team to combat those three guys. So,
1: look, Silver Creek's MVP is Cooper Jacoby.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: He, you know, he's the one that bails him out. And I'm not saying anything bad about Trey, but I'm I'm just saying the matchup. He's the one that's always the toughest. Uh, I mean, even though Kaufman's six nine or six ten, I mean it's it's Cooper. Who just is constantly causing problems for people? So to me, that's they
0: they run more stuff for Kaufman, different stuff for Kaufman. Obviously, post ups and and they they run some of the same stuff for him they do for Jacoby to get him in space. But but yeah, Jacoby's more active. Um, you know, but he's also the guy that's getting the second, maybe not always, but he's. You know, one of those guys is going to have a, an extremely favorable matchup. I mean, I don't know how much zone Leo plays. That's why I'm going to say they
2: have to zone
0: up. I don't remember if they played any zone against Shenandoah. I mean, DJ Allen can only guard one of them. I assume he's going to guard Kaufman. I don't know what they would have. I guess Troyer lengthwise could, Troyer, could be a yeah. decent matchup for Jacoby. That's but all I can think of, too. If you move Jacoby in space you know, if you get him, like if you move him into isolation situations, I think Troyer has a hard time guarding that. They're going to have to really guard Silver Creek's action to get Jacoby in that space. And, and honestly, I think if Kaufman, I think Allen will have a, I mean, I talk about Allen being a really good defensive player. I think most of it's most of what I saw was around the rim. Now, I found out over over the years that if you're a division one football player, even if you're not, you know, even if you're a lineman, you're, you're still a, a division one athlete. You're not as, you know, there've been some football examples of offensive linemen who have been pretty good role players for, for state championship teams. Dewan. and they're hard to get around just because they're so, they're still athletic enough that DeWan
2: uh, could have went somewhere to play basketball. Who, what? DeJuan. Oh, De,
0: oh, absolutely. Dewan Jones. Well, yeah. I go. So, I mean, obviously I go back to the Carmel thing. Dewan Jones is the, the best example, but it's guys like Sean Heffron and Britt Berry that played for Carnival. Both those guys went on to play football at Indiana. Both those guys were like backup bigs. And anytime they came in, it's like the other team thought they were going to pick on them. And the answer both times was like, no, they're still division one athletes. I'm a- I'm anxious to see Allen and Kaufman go at it. And then I'm anxious to see then what what Leo has for Jacoby. Um, because uh <laughs> Zach's Zach's what is it? Son, daughter? I can't. Daughter, I can yep. see your eyes and noses. Yep. In the one of my kids, in the video. Yeah.
1: Um. Anybody having a
0: diverging point of view on this game?
1: No, I mean it's it's got to be uh Silver Creek. I mean, you got a high major. Well, I don't know what you call whatever you call Purdue high major. They're high major.
2: <laughs> Where are we in got, town
1: here? <laughs> you got a really good mid major program. going to take a lot of heat for that. Now we're going to get it like crap for that. Why? They, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they've always recruited like they were a mid major plus. I mean, that's just that's how they put Right? I mean, that's you know, Purdue. Yeah, until no, rec- until recently. Nah. So, um, anyway, they got they got a high major player. They have a mid a really good mid major. Uh, prospect and you know Brandon Northern's an Indiana all-star so when you stack those those three up against I mean you know as good of an athlete as DJ Allen is as good of a basketball player um that uh uh, Zane Burke is um not Zane Burke but uh help me out here Blake Davidson I'm sorry yeah I've always I've always had those two in my head like they're just um. Yeah, you're you're as good as Blake Davidson is. I mean, it's just kind of a fall off. You know what I mean? It's just a, a fall off. So maybe they beat him, but it would be an upset. I you'd have to consider it a, a pretty major upset.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah, I would. I would agree. It would be an upset. I don't know if it'd be a major upset at this point, but. But I I would I would say that I mean Leo is definitely tested in terms of their schedule. I know Fort Wayne's kind of down. Um, they don't have great teams and, and it's some, of the, but some of the teams that have been really bad lately have been were actually pretty decent this year so um, but I, I, I think loved,
1: Sellersburg Sellersburg but, would be shocked if they lose well sure
0: I think I'm all shocked. of our teams are shocked when they lose this stage but I'll
2: take I'm
0: sticking with Silver Creek yeah I mean I'm sticking yeah. with them I, I just loved watching Leo play I love their action against Shenandoah. I was shocked at how, how they handled Shenandoah. And um, I want to get the score on that. I mean, they beat Shenandoah 59 to 43, and it really wasn't even that close. So, um, all right, Carmel Lawrence North. No reason to talk about common opponents here. They play everybody together, including Cathedral and Homestead, both of their both non conference games. Um, I mean, I'm picking Carmel for no other reason than I'm just a big fat homer. Um, I, I don't think they're going to go out and carve him up like they did in the regular season matchup. Uh, I do think at the end of the day, Lawrence North does try to keep, does play slower than what a lot of people imagine they would. And I think that fits in quite well with what Carmel does. And, and Carmel is certainly disciplined enough. Uh, to um, contain a lot of the athletic advantages that that Ellen will have at a couple of a couple of different positions, and while they do run some stuff for gun, it's not consistent and it's not long lasting. It's like he, he does run a lot of baseline stuff, but ultimately it ends up being about Avance and DJ Hughes and ball screen action, and then they just attack. I mean, this this game will be a game of Possessions. It'll be can Lawrence North create enough offensive rebound possessions? Can Lawrence North turn Carmel over a little bit more? Uh, and, and then it'll be, you know, three point shooting. If if there's a volume difference between the two, uh, not, not and even not just in terms of makes, but in terms of attempts, because that means somebody's maybe one team's being more aggressive than other. Because neither team relies heavily on the three-point shot. Um, even Gunn doesn't have as quick of a trigger as what I would push him to have. Um, I mean, he – but, you know, kudos to him for always trying to get the better shot, so. Nick, what do you think of this?
1: Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going with Carmel just because – I mean, it's just the tried-and-true – You know, uh, when you can't, you know, rely on anything, you can always rely on Carmel. I mean, they just, you know, they play that same style. Nobody nobody can shake them. Um, Doesn't matter how fast they play or how slow they play, you know, that style works. Um, You know, you got the size advantage, I think, you know, even though DJ Hughes is a little thicker.
0: Length advantage for sure.
1: You know, and I think at the end of the day, uh, it's hard to – to replicate that length in practice. So anything that you see in the game on Saturday is going to be kind of new, you know, you know, you're in high school, it's certainly at that level. So, you know, and Shamar is, is, he's just not, he's not a real tall point guard, tall guard, you know, so it could bother him. And, you know, you, you can't discount the fact that, that you got, Peter Souter on your team, who's just Mr. Mr. Glue guy. Right. And I think that that's kind of maybe something that's missing on the Lawrence North side. Um, like they're not like, they're not selfish or anything like that, but they're, they just don't have that, that cohesion, you know, like Tony Perkins seemed like to me was with that group. He was the really, that's, that's, you know, um, So, you know, to me, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but if I had to guess, if I had to bet or something like that, like that's, I'm going with Carmel.
0: I mean, they were, they were certainly better last year than this year, but, you know, again, they're 25 and two. The, I think we, we both love Perkins. Not that Zach doesn't. It's just that I know I've was around him a lot as he came up through high school and I I loved his disposition and, and loved his competitiveness. And he was, he's, I mean, he and Avance are both the guy that they'll try to make any play at any time. It's just that Perkins was a better shooter and he was able to, he was able to do it from, from range more consistently than what's what Avance does. Avance will not put up contested threes and, you know, and he's, but he's also going to try to get, you know, they're going to try to spread Carmelot and get downhill, but, yeah, you, know, you talk about Carmel being bigger. They're definitely longer. Um, but Lafayette Jeff and Gary West were both stronger. And that was that was apparent. I don't think they were prepared for that when they played Lafayette Jeff. And Osborne talked a little bit kind of off the record, not like we were talking for the purposes of this podcast or, or any other journalistic endeavor. He talked about well, they, they changed some things that they were going to do against Lafayette, Jeff, and it puts a couple of kids out of, pos- out of the position they normally do, like how to attack their, their different zones and how to attack a press. Or, and he, he felt like he took his guys out of a comfort zone that wasn't there in the Homestead game. Um, the Gary West game, I mean, really, Carmel survived. I mean, both games they survived. And the, the plays that Gary West were making, uh, Perry and Roberson and, and Christian Christmas, both were, I mean, Roberson didn't score a ton, but there were some late baskets by both those guys, Christian or Christmas, a couple of them, where they just got in the paint. And there was nothing Carmel could do about it just from a physical standpoint. And I think Lawrence north got some of that in them as well where they'll have a couple of kids, you know, Macaulay is a, is a football player. He's going to go to Indiana to play football. He's a dynamic athlete. Who's also got a strong body. And then Hughes is just, he's just a stud and he's, he's a physical matchup problem. And, and he's not shot from the perimeter or even facing the basket as much as I would have thought he would have this year. Um, But he's such a weapon with a Vance in, in the ball screen action that, you know, there's there's times where he gets momentum going to the basket, and you know I don't know. It, you know, Charlie Williams is going to have his hands full with him, and you know Charlie got a lot of you know, got some foul trouble, and and they bring you know they bring Frishy, in. we talk about Frishy a lot for a guy that probably scores maybe three points a game. He's probably the most talked about three point a game kid in the state, but such a good defender. But still, issues with strength up and down that lineup Suter is the only kid that really has the muscle to to battle on a regular basis. And the rest of it is just Carmel's length and, and and offensive cohesiveness and discipline on defense. So I think your, your point about LN is good, Nick. I, what they lack is continuity on offense. They don't exactly. run. Yeah. They don't run an offense that turns itself that turns, I don't mean turnovers, but that, they don't run an offense that sort of just continues to run. They they kind of, they always kind of have to bring the ball back out and set up, and a lot of times that lets the defense get set back up. And you know that's how they think they have to win games. And even if it's not something that we enjoy aesthetically, sometimes um, it's certainly effective because they have the players to do it. And it and it is a personnel decision. They do a lot of dribble drive stuff,
2: so. Zach, have you seen LN at all, even on video? Negative. I haven't seen Negative. LN. You just saw just saw Carmel, they played up here at Carroll. Yeah. And I, I really liked them then. I didn't see him without, or I, I saw them without uh without Waddell. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what what he brings to the puzzle for them uh, against LN. What, did he play with against them when they met during the season? Yeah, they did. Okay.
0: And that was one of those games where Leary Leary had 11. I think Leary led Carmel in scoring in the first half. And it wasn't like Carmel struggled in the first half. It's just – I think Leary came in. That's his dad's home court. His dad played at Lawrence North. I think he he had 11 in the game. I think he had eight points in the first half. And I think a couple times he hit a three. He pointed up his dad's jersey up on the wall. (laughs) And – so that was that was kind of fun for him and and um but I don't know you know it's funny because his dad obviously will be there and it's gotta be rough watching your your kid play your alma mater. So
1: hell, I'm a mess now. when
0: I'm a mess when kids I coach play against Carmel. I don't know what it would be like your your kid playing against your alma mater. I think my head would freaking explode. So um I'm going with Carmel. Nick, you're going with Carmel. Zach,
2: I'm gonna. I'll switch it up here. I'm gonna go with Lawrence <laughs> North, just for the just for the sake of it. Since we've been alike on Wouldn't all you- the rest, I feel good about CJ and Shamar. Uh, I, I think it'll be be tough. Like your, everybody else is saying, a tough go for them just because of Carmel's continuity and their depth and just how hard they play and how unselfish they are. How how well they play together, how they don't force things. It's just so hard for me to see Lawrence North making them force much. But I still feel like in this situation, it's a different atmosphere being down at the state championship. So I'm talking myself into Lawrence North here. Uh, Yeah, Well, no, I mean,
0: LN's tested too. The the Marion County tournament is a good Oh, yeah, I'm not
2: saying they're not tested. No, that's a
0: four game. That's a four game win, basically what that is. The, the Carroll game, did you see any of the strength issues that we were talking about? Did you see the Carmel struggle with that? No. Okay, no. you're shaking your head no.
2: No, uh, and I'm not sure. I can't remember if Carroll had a couple dudes out that game or not. They had, I mean, Jalen Jackson was there, obviously, and uh, the, the big dude, Stricker, is that his name? I can't remember his name. Well, Sam. Carmel, Sam, yeah. yeah, Stricker, yeah.
0: Carmel against Gary West and Lafayette, Jeff, they got to where they wanted to be. Against Jeff, it was dribble penetration and against Gary West, it was movement off the ball and and getting into the paint and the early part of the game against Gary West, it was dealing with the length of Jalen Washington. And, you know, they were a little tight trying to get trying to figure out how to maneuver around him. But in both games, the strength was an issue and I, I just as much as I'm sticking with it, I that's my worry. My other worry. If I'm Lawrence North, or my other worry, if I'm Carmel, if if I'm Lawrence North, I want C.J. Gunn to get going early. He needs to get cooking. And he's talented enough to do it. I don't think they can just wait for him. Not that they wait for him. But I I think he's he's the difference maker because that's the kid who can – I mean, Beatty's a very good three-point shooter, but he's very much a guy that they'll, like, in scramble situations, they find Caden Beatty in a corner. In transition situations, they find Caden Beatty. Uh, most of his stuff comes off loose, off chaos, basically. Gunn's the one guy they can, they've got that can really go out and get a shot anywhere. And I think they just spend – I think there's times where he – I'm going to use the word wait. It's probably not the correct word, but I think there's times – defer. There's times where he defers too much. And he's the, he's the guy. And that's, I mean, that's why he's committed to Indiana. That's why he's being recruited at that level but he's the shot maker from anywhere on the floor that nobody else they have can do on a consistent basis. Um, Can't rock
1: the boat. Can't rock the boat though.
0: Well, no, but, and you know what? Eventually, Avance becomes that guy at Indiana State. Not, Not that he's not committed to Indiana. He hasn't committed anywhere yet, but Indiana State's jumped in and offered him. And I will say I got a, I got, Nick, did you text me on that? I got three messages from people around Indiana State asking if I thought Avance could play there, and the answer was yes, and then that night he got offered. So obviously that was being that had been something in the works for a couple of days, but but Avance is a kid. He'll go to Missouri Valley, really improve as a shooter, and people will wonder why uh, you know, why he's at a mid major because the rest of his game, he's just so tenacious and such a great great leader. And, a, and a, you know, obviously a, one of the best defenders in the state, um, you know, he's he can turn the game. I, it's, I go back to its possessions. It's, it's. Can Lawrence North create enough extra possessions that um, forces Carmel to change what they do? Uh, but I, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game no matter what. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> what that what that's. I mean, that's a 14 point win in the regular season and it wasn't. It wasn't that close, so. But anybody got any general thoughts going into the weekend? You, neither one of you guys are. I know Zach's not coming down. I I took the credential. <laughs> Sorry. Womp womp womp. Yeah, jeez. Nick, are you going to try and come up? Or you? Just...
1: No, I'm just going to catch it. I'm uh, I'm going to check out the new Bally's TV Bally's nice. channel. Uh,
0: I watched it last night for the Pacer game. They, it looks the same. It's just a different color a lot more gambling so they actually bought
1: they bought in fox sports indiana
0: no they bought all they no there's so what happens a lot of those regional networks got bought up by different entities and and one of them was Bally's, and they're going to obviously run a bunch of their their gambling content on it not their casino stuff or their vegas stuff but their sports betting books and and you know things that are becoming more and more legal across the country but um, yeah, there's an article that talks about which regional networks I'd, I'd have to find it. And it's not pertinent to this discussion, but, but they basically, um, Fox sports networks and all the different regional networks are now under the ownership of other companies because Disney slash ESPN, um, after they bought them from Fox, didn't know what to do with them. The any mm-hmm. differently than they just weren't making enough money. And I don't, I don't think, uh, Disney's going to turn over to gambling content as, as readily outside of ESPN because, I mean, it's Disney for Pete's sake. So um, it'd be interesting to see. You know, I saw some stuff on Twitter about the IHSA. Part of their rights for uh, broadcasting and, and uh, media is that you don't advertise gambling. So now here they are, a partnership with the, uh, with the TV network, that that's just kind of what it is. So there's going to be a lot of gambling on this new, this new TV station. So the uh, direction of uh, how it's televised or how the IHSA handles their rights, I, I think we're going to see a change here in the next year or so. Um, I don't know what their contract is, but, but they're going to have to change something because they definitely are now in partnership through no fault of their own. But they are now in partnership with an entity that relies heavily on gambling gambling advertisements and, and, and content. So
1: lean into it, baby, lean into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with it. I don't, yeah, I don't care. It's no big deal to me. So every
1: day is
0: um, a gamble. Jeff. Every day's a gamble. Every no, day every day's a gamble. Hey, Zach, unless you have your read ready, I'll just go ahead and read it. Do it. All right. Box out sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes. this season you can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And as Zach likes to say, that's not just for basketball. That's for other sports. They definitely have – they're starting to get into some more video templates, which are nice. I've seen some of those surface. So check them out at boxoutsports.com. Of course, that Indiana podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. So, Nick – what are you doing today? You're going to an AAU practice and then you're heading home or what are you doing? Are you staying up there?
1: Oh man, my day just started. Yeah. Your day just started. Nice. At, nice. At seven. And then I'll probably try to take off by nine and I think it's a five hour drive. So. Oh, you're
0: going home. All right. Well, if I was going to be home, I would welcome well, you. I would welcome you, but I am not going to be home. I am after practice. I got practice tonight. And after that, I'm heading out of town. So Zach, and you're you going to be home you, at 1 a.m.
1: It's, yeah, I get it. Okay, look, you're going to be home at 1 a.m. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not keep driving anyway, though. I'm Here, not. I'm going to give you a pro tip, though. Here you go. Pro tip. What, you, you got some like hot date or something? Like what, what's going on?
0: I spent part of my time somewhere else. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my hot tip. I'm going to give you uh, the the chicken sandwich from McDonald's. Do yeah. not buy it. Do stay, not buy it. Yeah. Stay far, far, far away. It is not anything close. Usually, crispy chicken one. Yeah. Usually you get the the generic is, is like at least yeah. kind of close. No, this is like the, the, the wall, the Walmart brand and like, and it's so far. It's awful. Stay away, stay away from those chicken sandwiches. Done, so. I'm a Wendy's chicken guy, but that's all right. Zach, you got, you got
2: girls youth soccer. Yep. I got a uh, seven-year-old travel soccer tonight practice so that'll be fun to stand out in for an so hour we're all going to a practice so. tonight that's great I love it yeah, yeah. You're, yeah but you're gonna, gonna be outside, be outside. uh it's freezing I'm, out this is silly it's, it's your two days
0: you know after yeah, I don't after know how Friday,
1: you
0: up here. After Friday we're warm weather and I bet spring is sprung
2: yeah Saturday it's, yeah Saturday's supposed to be nice up here again too yeah, it's gonna be nice everywhere I think that, Saturday. So that doesn't help that doesn't help me for tonight though.
0: Correct, it does not. <laughs> It'll be shorts for the state fine. It would have been shorts for semi state. It would have been fine. It would have been shorts But I did not go to the semi state. So anyway. All right guys. Well that's it. So those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And for those that are listening for the first time, uh, please stop by uh, and give us a rating and review. We'd appreciate a five star rating. And and for everybody out there listening, thanks and we appreciate it. <laughs>